A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Cheers to the freaking weekend! Stevie G pops home Leicester, Conference League Bandits, and there's some elite action in Europe. Welcome to the Football Ramble preview show, sponsored by Betway. It's Friday, 10th of December. I'm Kate Mason. I'm Luke Moore. And I'm Pete Donaldson. 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 <laughs> well, great to see you guys. It's been a long time, feels like. Yeah, it's a festive season. We've got semi-festive jumper from Pete Donaldson. Yeah. We've got the golf outfit from Luke Moore. Thank you very much. Luke is a covert golfer, I realised today. It's not, it's not true. <laughs> not true. I am dreadful at every sport, golf included. What's that in your pocket? A little bit of sand from the... From the bunker. From the bunker. <laughs> you didn't even know what a bunker I was thinking was. the sand wedge. I was thinking, no, the wedge, is, that's, the, that's the tool don't, don't to get you out of the sand wedge. Don't say he's got a sand wedge yeah. in his pocket, yeah, Pete. We don't need to pocket, start yeah. in that kind of situation. No, no. He's always got a sandwich in his pocket. Yeah, yeah, that's true, actually. And we're not allowed to eat in here, I thought. No, we're not. No. We don't. That's why it'll stay firmly in the pocket. <laughs> won't, be, won't be going anywhere near my mouth. <laughs> Squished it in mm. like that dog that we're going to come on to. Like you did with the intro. Oh, yeah. Squished it right in. Mm. True professional. Yeah. So Leicester it is. They're out. They're out of, not out of Europe, Pete. They're no. just out of the Europa League. They've gone down that little snake. <laughs> yeah, they have. It's, <laughs> a, good, it's, a, good ana- it's a good yeah. analogy, really. 3-2, the final score against Napoli. Now, look, Leicester have been on a bit of an odd one, haven't they? But it's an odd one. They've been on a bit of an odd one. You know, the fact that Kasper Schmeichel hasn't kept a clean sheet since the start, the first day of the Premier League, I think I'm right in mm. saying. Yeah. And uh, however, I'm not sure that we'd call losing 3 2 to Napoli, Luke, to be an example of like panic stations. Because Napoli are competing in their own country for the league title. Yeah, they're, I mean, obviously, Napoli are a good team. Mm. That's, that's, that's absolutely clear. Um, but I think you know the reality is that Leicester shouldn't have found themselves in this position with the with the group they would they drew. I mean they should have 
They should have at least been going through in that second place spot, uh, and they've not they've not been able to do that. And you know the fact that it came down to what it came down to last night, and then all that all that drama in the, in the Legia Warsaw game as well. It's just a sad indictment of what the situation Leicester found themselves in. Really, you shouldn't have to. I, I don't think they would have felt like that going to the Diego. You could, it's not even the Sao Paulo now. The Diego Armando Maradona yes. Stadium. And that saying, trips off the tongue. Doesn't yeah, it? <laughs> we need to get some kind of result. Uh, is is the position they should have been in. Um, and so, yeah, whenever I see Leicester, there's two really big problems. One is that obviously they can't stop conceding goals. And two, they never seem to be in control of games. And you know, mm. if you look at the most recent score lines between in games that, that, face, that Leicester have been involved in, 3-0, 3-1, 4-2, 2-2, 2-1, 3-2. It's like there's no control whatsoever. No. And it's kind of odd because on one hand you think, well, can they really be missing like Wesley for fire that much? You know, what, what, what's the, well, can Soyuncu go from being so good to so bad? How's this happening? And it's not something, and I think it was Pete who was mentioning this earlier before we came in, you know, it's not like they've down tools on the manager. Like, it doesn't seem like that. And that has happened in the past at Leicester, um, perhaps with a slightly different group of players, although some of those players do remain. So it's really difficult to put your finger on. I spoke to a friend of mine, a big Leicester fan, uh, and he said, it's really hard to know what, why it's happening. It's really confusing. It's frustrating because we don't seem to be able to do really basic stuff like defend set pieces properly. So there's a lot going on. Ultimately, Leicester shouldn't have found themselves in that position anyway. And Napoli were were better. I loved watching um, Andrea Patania play. I mean, the, guy, the guy's just a battering ram. It's great to see. It's great to see. No one could deal with him. He was all over the place. Uh, and that was really great to watch. Yeah, an interesting night, a good game, for, partly for the reasons that I've said with Leicester. A couple of great goals from Elmas, the Macedonian wonder kid. Is it your favourite Macedonian, North Macedonian player, Pete? I have very few North Macedonian uh, people I know, to be honest. Mm. Not know of, rather. So, uh, yeah, he's up there. He's right. up there for me. Pandev. Yeah, exactly. Right in. Literally anyone I can name. <laughs> I, was, I was struggling too, and I brought yeah. it into the whole matter. Uh, James Madison should have scored. Interesting as well, always, to see a game that finishes 3-2, but all of the goals happen in the what, first 50. Yeah. Um, Madison should really have scored at 54, hit the post. Jamie Vardy missed the header in the 91st minute. So yeah. Vardy hasn't been the difference for a long time, has yeah. he? Really? Like it, it, we sort of go, oh, he's, he's he's still putting the ball on the back and that stuff. But he he kind of disappears in in big games, uh, as big as Leicester's games ever get. Um, he certainly doesn't track back. Neither does Madison. Neither does Barnes. And they clearly don't think that that's part of their job. But unfortunately, in the modern game, you kind of have to work a little bit harder. They yesterday they created. Um, all of their chances from set pieces they didn't take many of them uh, but they just gave the ball away needlessly not that yeah. there's ever a reason <laughs> no. a need yeah. to give the ball what away what would you have to beat and I, I needed to do that <laughs> just know. to make it more of a challenge I sometimes feel like Liverpool feel like they need to spice it up a little bit yeah. Arsenal look terrible with the ball when, the player, when, when a player's gone out down injured you have to give the ball back yes. you needed to do or that. the ball is really hot you don't want to touch it with your, <laughs> with your leather boots does that, does that that happen? I don't know. <laughs> the Vardy situation is inter- interesting, Pete, isn't it? Because like two, he scored two goals these last nine games. Both those goals came in the same game against Watford, and he is such a legend at Leicester that it's it's not quite the situation that maybe Liverpool have had with Gerrard or May United have had with Giggs, where almost it becomes a situation where they almost have to go on their own terms because you're going to be the bad guy if mm. you get rid of them. You know, I think there was a situation, forgive me because I'm kind of freestyling here, but Gerard was at Liverpool and people were wondering when he was going to come to the end of his career. And at one point, Kenny Douglas was in charge. And you're like, well, if anyone could kind of move him yeah. on, Kenny Douglas would be able yeah. to. 
it's hard for a manager to be able to move Vardy on. I'm not saying they should do that because obviously clearly a really good player still. Um, but you're right, yesterday it was a little bit underway. He never really felt like he was going to score. He didn't look like he had that much conviction but about it. So wait, is this part of it then? Are we in a kind of legends issue situation? Because some Leicester fans I know have started talking about dropping Schmeichel. Right, right. So he obviously, captain, you know, leader in the dressing room, has lifted who knows how many trophies for, with Leicester, 447 overall appearances for the club. You know, he, he's an unbelievable shop stopper. I wouldn't drop Schmeichel. Well, he, but he has been. But this season, he hasn't been. I don't have the, the perfect facts to hand, but there's a, there's a, some sort of XG equivalent for goalkeepers. Right. And his is the worst in the division. Oh, now, really? In wow. addition, it's not all his fault because we've talked a bit about before about Chaglar Shionshu, for example. Yeah. Chaglar Shionshu, sorry, uh, Turkish listeners. Um, <laughs> uh, he, he has faced the most shots of any keeper in the division as well, Pete. Right. As in, that means he's not really getting enough protection from his mm. defence, as we yeah. can, as we can all witness. But the point is, do they have a bit of a legend in the dressing room problem? Here well, I, I think I think there's certain reasons why Vardy is misfiring. Is, is that they, they certainly last night they got a, a, a lot of joy out wide, but they've got the playing players like Bertrand, who's 32. He's, he's been, not getting I, any quicker. He's, he's been, slow, yeah. slow, slow. And, I, and it was a it was a for Leicester's position. It was a bit of a weird signing. Would it be fair to say. Well, I think they had a situation where they. They couldn't. They weren't sure they could spend money because mm. of COVID, and they've traditionally spent a reasonable amount of money, and they've mm. been well backed. But I don't think they could feel like they could do that. Right. So they brought players in that perhaps they could get on the cheap, and they had a bit of experience and all the rest of it. It's a really interesting angle. I hadn't considered that from you guys about the idea of this player power. This this perhaps they're coming to an end of a cycle type thing. Um, ultimately, though, I mean. It's a, it's a disaster for them, and I've been quite unequivocal about this, and I'll continue to be so. It is a disaster for any team with any ambition domestically to be in the Euro, in the Conference League, and now that's where they find themselves in. And with the group they were given, it would have been a massive get out of jail free card had that penalty gone in last minute at the league, in the Legia Warsaw game, which of course it didn't. Um, that's a good bit of drama. Let's yeah, let's just quickly uh, reference that stuff. That was absolutely amazing. We need to pay homage to the Spartak Moscow goalkeeper Alexander Selikov. Uh, played his first game of the season in late October, saved a crucial penalty versus Leicester, mm-hmm. and then saved this. So the whistle blown in the Leicester game last yeah. night, and then there was this 98th minute penalty against Legia, and and he saved. I mean, it wasn't to be fair. It wasn't a great penalty, but still, Thomas Peckup, who won it. Uh, took that, but still, you've got to be pretty, pretty bold and brave. It's amazing, yeah. To be, and then that means that they go through um, top of the group, I think, Spartak. Whereas they could have been knocked out. Uh, they, they may, it may have been down to him, or it may have been down to the fact that they bought ad space on a billboard in Warsaw, where they showed a looping <laughs> compilation of their goals against Legia ahead of playing them. I love that because someone's mm. thought about complex that. complex shit out yeah, yeah, I've thought about that. <laughs> on and off the pitch. Here's what we're going to do. And they've had to get that signed off. And yeah. someone's like, yeah, we're doing that. Someone's just not been paying attention, yeah, really. we're doing yeah. that. Yeah. Do you think so? Do you not think it's a full collaboration from the club and marketing team? Well, I don't, well no, I think the, I think the club uh, were definitely involved. I mean, as in Legia. Like, as in the, like, the, as the as space. In, yeah, this, I, I don't think... Yeah, I, I just think someone in sales just went, yeah, we'll take the money, you know. <laughs> um, we'll take the money. We're not really, we don't really know what this is. But isn't, isn't it... Isn't it <laughs> It's the latest salvo in this idea that football clubs are now plugging themselves into the kind of online yeah. like banter sphere yeah. and feel like they have to be involved. Whereas Man normally... City started with that fucking Tevez thing. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe they did, but but that was that was that wasn't what they would call like an out of home fear. It wasn't like an online thing, was it? That was a big yeah. billboard. Yeah. But my point is that you're right. 
uh, to an extent because up until that point football clubs would have been very aloof about that kind of thing it would have mm. been a fan issue and they wouldn't have got involved mm. and now they know they realise that fans love it what yeah. fans actually love almost as much as watching their team is essentially quote content yeah and a fan banner a plane yeah. banner get a 747 full size really low like big, really low the big old thing dragon yeah. but, but I, I also I also find it it's fascinating Lester just very quickly to wrestle it back to that yeah is that would have been a get-out-of-jail-free card for them. It would. They wouldn't have deserved it. No. And for them to concede that 11 goals in that group is bad. And it also asks questions of what's happening with Rodgers. Now, I'm not calling for anyone to lose their job or anything like that. I'm not gonna, I'm All gonna right, do, Gary. I'm a Gary Neville, right? <laughs> I, th- I, I personally think people who are shit at their job should lose their job. Yeah, but, but, but you're po- big friends with Brendan Rodgers, aren't no, you? No, so? I, I don't think Rodgers deserves to lose his job or anything like that. But I am saying, you know, questions need to be asked about what's happening here because it, it now looks very hard for Leicester to wrestle themselves above that 11th position when they've got 5 million extra games now that they don't want to play in some conference league thing. Do they, they definitely did, don't want to play those. Brendan Rodgers said, as I'm sure you saw, Pete, yeah. in the post-match, oh, I don't know what that I is. I don't know what that and is. And then he said, which is actually <laughs> one of my favourite recent quotes from a football manager because it's so football. All due respect to the league. I don't know what that yeah. is. I don't know what that is. All due respect yeah. to the league that you've just said doesn't exist. No, exactly. I don't think you can get away with it just by saying all due respect. <laughs> with the greatest respect, I always say that, with the greatest respect to the other clubs in that group Leicester are in, um, the group is shit. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, <laughs> with the greatest respect to my colleagues. Yeah. Do you think, yeah. do you think that Brendan Rodgers uh, and, and Brendan Rodgers style managers that kind of arm around the shoulder, live, laugh, love, is a Prosecco time <laughs> kind of yeah. on a bit of driftwood in the kitchen. Yeah. Uh, it, like, is there... You know, all managers have diminishing returns, but I think that kind of management diminishes quicker, I think, sometimes. Mm. And, and and you want to get a couple of good seasons the with a team. Of, the the trick's kind of like, yeah. out on the shoulder, yeah. come on, make every day your masterpiece or whatever, the Eddie yeah. Howe banner that was yeah. uh, in your castle. You do sort of think you've got two good seasons and then you've you've got to kind of move on and, and do those tricks elsewhere. Are what's you a, saying what's he's another one spending like, um, too much time on his cross-stitch? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. maybe yeah. He used to, I think he used to have a big um, portrait of himself above the mantelpiece. Nice, like it. Is there one that's like bricks and mortar makes a house, but like love and cuddles <laughs> makes a home or something yeah, like that? Yeah. Home, Do you reckon Brendan just, has that? It's this, just home sweet home. Today's soup, me, vodka. What, what's, what's, <laughs> what's the Brendan um, chapstick situation looking like now? Because it used to be very poor, didn't it? What was the... What, very cracked lips, very, cracked very dry, lips. licking them a lot. I always wondered well, got, if it was because he wore too much makeup or he'd like put too much too foundation many... onto his lips. Because well, he got new teeth, didn't he? He got new teeth. That's a factor. That's because he had quite a tall girlfriend, I always used to think. Why? I think it's foundation. I think it's. it's she made it all of me, but I can bite her. Doesn't make any sense. What does he do? He's trying to re up his. Oh yeah, okay. What about um, yeah. the fact that he's just out on the training ground all the time and it's really windy and cold, and so that's why his lips are chapped. Yeah, but you can just yeah. reapply. But he wasn't doing it before. Right. It's like it's like the Sean Dyche lozenge thing again. <laughs> Get yourself a lozenge, <laughs> Sean. Again. Yeah. I, I wonder oh, if that's being playing into this. Is what I'm saying. But anyway, look, it's been a disastrous campaign for Leicester so far, based on their own standards. They've won some trophies. They've done well. Rogers is a good manager. Saint needs to change there pretty quick because um, that. I mean, it's not embarrassing to lose in, in Napoli, as we've already discussed. But the overall campaign has been really, really poor and underwhelming for fans who could have reasonably expected better. On the upside, they play uh, Newcastle on Sunday. Hey, Yay. you fancy it? I fancy it. I fancy it. I fancy it again. I fancy it against that the Leicester team. They've got Man City next. Come on! <laughs> 11 years to the day yesterday since Newcastle appointed Alan Pardew. Alan Pardew says Eddie Howe's going to struggle because he's not used to working at a big club. Pardew well, is a big club. Pardew's not used to working at all. Fucking so club. He's a bit rich. Big fucking club. <laughs> um, 
Peter, <laughs> will the Newcastle players be knackered by that um, lap of honour they did? <laughs> After, After they, winning. Oh. Yeah, there's a lot of criticism of that, but we've not won all season. I mean, I think yeah. they, they, they should be allowed that, to be honest. You've got to celebrate the wins, haven't you? Yeah, you've you got to celebrate the small wins. Yeah. That's what people always say. If you, in your relationships, it's how you celebrate the wins together. Yeah, oh, I like that. That's yeah. nice. But, but for what fans do, Kate, in football is they, they don't take opportunities to be sol- have solidarity. So, for example, mm. and the, the, the obvious example would be, if, in a, if a club's in financial trouble, mm. the fans of the rival club don't go, oh, shit, that could be us. You know, we need to show a bit of solidarity. They go, ha ha, look it at is, that, yeah. you fucking wankers. In this situation with Newcastle, that... that um, that criticism mm. was a load of journalists who were just sat there waiting to criticise it, and it was Sunderland fans, right? What, what, yeah. was, was, and what, Barry Glenn Denning, <laughs> who was a Sunderland which, fan. Which is a Sunderland fan and also a journalist. There you go. <laughs> there, there's the Ben diagram right there. But the, but the point being that um, what they could have done is just kept quiet. Okay, they won a game, great, good for them. Yeah. But people can't resist it. They can't They can't leave <laughs> well, it. Well, I mean, to be quite frank, the December for Newcastle is awful fixture-wise, so it's, it's, it's going to be difficult for them. So not if they win away at Leicester this not weekend. Not away if they win away at Leicester this weekend. Get your celebrations in first, that's for sure. West Ham had <laughs> lost to Dinero Zagreb last night as yeah. well. I don't know about you guys, but I thought this was dead rubber perfection yeah. for me. Like, beautiful Mislav Orsic goal. So it's one little final score. So that was in the... F- I, okay, if it had been totally perfect, it might have come further into the game. But it was in the third minute and it was a beautiful goal. Yeah. Was there but a deflection? Not... Yeah, it was. Really, was was there a bit of it? Right, okay. We looped it over, right. Yeah. But it oh, made the ball do a weird thing. Instinctively, I don't like games where there's one goal really early on and then nothing else. Exactly. So that's the only thing to, to say so to I go against it. It, yeah. it would have been totally, perhaps, perfect in terms of being a dead mm. rubber if that had come slightly later. But then, you know, they've got West Ham getting six academy players yeah, great. Their, for, in for their first team debut. Mm. They've already qualified top. Uh, yeah, I thought this was really enjoyable. What I love about this more than anything else <laughs> is that... Um, <laughs> West Ham find themselves in the position where they can play. I know they didn't do this, but they played some more experienced players as well. But they could play 10 17 year old and just put Mark Noble in there. Yeah. He's like the football dad. They always play Mark Noble. They play, they'll play like four four defenders under the age of 20, or whatever, three appearances between them. But as long as Mark's in there, it's fine. Just, uh, just Mark is basically down. taking them to Legoland. It's, it's like a trick or treat. It's trick or treat. 17 year olds are going to Legoland yeah. these days, Luke. But he's taking them on a day out. It's not a game, it's a day out. Yeah. Enjoy it as much as you can. Have you got your pocket money? Can I do a head count? I do. Yeah. The, the, the best thing about this match was the the, the two best chances for West Ham fell to a central defender who was 15 or something. I just a letter. <laughs> yeah. He was so... he. It, there was one that came in at like sort of chest height and if he just sort of... If he timed his header a little better, he probably could have got something on target and there was uh, one later on as well. But, the, you know, the, it was the 32-year-old that let the team down. Yarmolenko was just... He, he was at fault drifting, for the goal. He was, just, he was just kind of just... Yeah, he, he will do listeners. that. And I know he's out in the summer, but that's a hell of a... Um, he would be a good acquisition if he just got his head right a little bit because he's not had many games uh, for West Ham. Can't he's say fit, can he? He can't say fit, he's just on ridiculous amounts of money. He's one of those ones... I think re- interested. The replay of that goal where, to be fair, I completely agree with what you're saying, 100%. Uh, you know, I'll add the caveat that he's had some injury problems uh, and that he's only got one leg. He'll never <laughs> use his right foot. Which is uh, really impressive yeah, if weird. you think but, about but, it. But, but you, know, you know what? He drifts around and doesn't really close down all who scores that goal, right? And I want to be generous to, to Yama Lenko just for the sake of conversation. <laughs> 99 times out of 100, that ball's That's going not to going, stand. Yeah. And exactly. no one cares. 
He scores, and we have, and, and everyone has to watch Yarmolenko just standing around with his shirt untucked, <laughs> in like a proper Hatem Ben Arfa style, not doing anything. And he looks like the laziest footballer in history. I'm, I'm surprised Mark Noble didn't just deck him. Yeah, I've got, a, I've got a job on me hands here. You're, you're the assistant teacher. I need your help. You're 31 or whatever he is. Yeah, have your CLB check. Yeah, the entire back four was 20 or younger. 17 year old Sonny Perkins making his full debut. He was 196 days old when Mark Noble made his debut. They played Burnley on Sunday afternoon, West Ham after that one. Uh, Spurs won't be playing this weekend. Their match against Brighton has been postponed, as we thought. They didn't play Wren last night. I was used to go to that game, actually. Oh, really? And I actually kind of a weird one, because when when it seemed like COVID is just taking out the entire squad and the game hadn't been called off. I was sort of, it's a strange like moral dilemma about do do I go and watch this game where potentially we're all just there like spraying people watching gladiators while, while <laughs> down there they're all like you know something's quite that bad there's some grossly misread the situation isn't there yeah but anyway. you don't have a brain yeah <laughs> don't let lions always out, bring oh, Mason's definitely got a brain oh about bray it. I know what you're doing braying all over the place bray wonder bray Wyatt the wrestler <laughs> According to Re- on that Ren Bray game. Bray Burn Apple. <laughs> nice. <laughs> on the Ren game, uh, they're supposed to fit it in, according to UEFA, before December the 31st. Is yeah. that true? Is that yes. possible? It has, to happen. it has to happen. It has to happen. It has to because the next phase has to start. Right. So um, the way Spurs dealt with this was weird. I mean, Ren, Ren are saying that the first they caused they a little of, yeah, Rick. The first they heard of it was Spurs' tweet. Do you not feel like they statement. don't want to? They just don't want to play. I mean, so if they win, like to your point about West, Ham, uh, no, about Leicester, uh, if they, so all they have to do is, well, they have to win. Doesn't matter how much by in order to progress after Vitesse beat Murray. Mur- uh, yeah. So I don't know. It feels like they're trying to get out of this. Well, the whole thing's a shambles. Feels like they're the whole, the whole thing's a shambles. <laughs> and I think if you're Spurs, you know, get your tin 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 four hat on. It's good for them that they've had games postponed and, and all the rest of it because they get to work more on the training ground with Conte who needs as much time as possible to get his team mm. up to up to scratch. And if Spurs are looking, if Spurs' number one ambition, which it should be, is to go and get that fourth place position, right? It should be that. They should be aiming for that, particularly with Conte at the helm. They will play, I think, it's if they go through the group at the Conference League, they'll play an extra nine games in the second half of the season. They don't want that. That's... that's for a club the size of Spurs, I'm not going to say all due respect to the Conference League because I think it's a joke. All, <laughs> all, all due respect to Spurs, they should be getting out of that as quickly as they can. And that's that's the problem. That's the problem. This Conference League should never have happened. And I think I don't think it's snobby to say that. I think, you know, if you're a club the size of Spurs, you don't want to be in it. But do you think that the momentum domestically is it, it's, it's looking pretty good now? They've, all they've done is won, they've won the last three, haven't they? But so what I'm saying, yeah, I agree with you, but I don't, they don't want nine extra games in the second half of the season no. in this nonsense, no. do they? They absolutely don't. And and I, did you see some of the banners that, like, I don't know which, I wouldn't want to say which fans, but I think yeah. it said, like, Vitessa hates Spurs and right. Murray. Go fuck yourselves, Tottenham. So clearly, there are teams that want to play in the in the knockout stages of the the Conference League. Well, if I was a Spurs fan, also, I, which I'm not, I would also add to that that they've embarrassed themselves in this competition anyway. Some of their results are very, <laughs> very embarrassing, abysmal. I don't think you have to be either a, any kind of football fan to acknowledge that. No. Yeah, and I think you know if you if you if you are faced with the job of being a football broadcaster like we all are, and you are having to talk about teams you've literally never heard of. I've been watching football quite closely for 35 years. I've never heard of some of these teams and Spurs are losing to them. <laughs> You're not about to tell me that you haven't come across Partizan FK and Anorthosis Famagusta. That, well, that, this, is, this, this produced the highlight of this stage of the Conference League 
arguably. A dog in 45 seconds made a more accurate and concise comment about the conferencing than I ever could. Um, by he taking... did a sloppy poo on the <laughs> Just out, I'm watching it again. Uh, just, uh, I, think, I think it's a he. Uh, does a little poo, uh, a big sloppy poo, in fact. Um, and when dogs do poos, usually they do sometimes do a little dance to sort of go, I've just done a poo. Or to wipe their feet or something. Sh- yeah, they're shaking it off, aren't they? No, they're, they're, they're knocking they soil onto it. They're knocking soil onto it or something. I, I don't oh, really know okay. how it works, but certainly my, my dogs do that no matter what they've done, <laughs> what horrors they've done. Uh, but, he, but, but, but he, in this case, doesn't... Um, yeah, doesn't do that. So he's treating it, the with so contempt. He's, he's basically going, "I meant to do this. This wasn't a poo. This was a statement." Yeah, and I think I think it does speak volumes that they how how has that possibly happened <laughs> at a European level competition? I understand <laughs> if it's the, you know the, the the qualifying round of the FA Cup and you know their teams haven't got millions of pounds for security and all the rest of it. I don't really know what a dog's even doing there. It's, but it's more like kind of like, remember like the eighties. There was a bit more of a stray dog culture. We don't oh, really have time. that anymore. And I yeah. miss because I wasn't really into dogs there. Now I'm massively into dogs. So I'm just like I wish we had lots of stray dog. Dog stray in the playground dog. or whatever. Yeah. Oh god. Well, yes. Polo horse in the playground. <laughs> Field. Sorry. Meadow. Playing the ball though. Is Meadow. The problem with the, <laughs> yeah. the problem with the dog on the. Pitch Do you remember thing. dog dog at school when you were a kid? Oh, of course. Great stuff. Yeah. Classic. Classic. So They'd always fun. try and get the ball and then and then it would deflate. Yeah. Yeah. And there was a cat ever. Once, but cats kind of a bit different. There's often they're... a cat at wolves. I feel like as I understand well. the cat though because they go and do their own thing and they can squeeze yeah. in places and stuff. They're and... never on a leap. Oh yeah, hmm. chicken at Blackburn was an all-time classic. <laughs> that was I mean, with a with a Blackburn flag strapped around it like a napkin. <laughs> I mean, Hog, someone's Hog planned that. Pig's head at Sparsa, was it? Yeah, that wasn't alive. Though. No, no, it wasn't, wasn't attached no. to a body, was it? <laughs> yeah, you can't you can't blame people for butchery. Maybe, maybe it you can't blame in. the club for butchery. Maybe it walked in and somebody just lopped it off. Haunted pig's head. <laughs> <laughs> Sacrificing yeah. this man. Oh, you remember those days in the playground with the haunted pig's head? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I used to serve uh, hog roasts at uh, Leicester City, so, yeah. you know. You could that do that this weekend. I could, do that. I could drive up and... Put your Newcastle shirt on. <laughs> Roll back the ears. Yeah. Elsewhere in proper Europe, uh, Rangers drew 1-1 with Leon, denying them six wins from Six. They've already qualified. They go through. Celtic are out, but they did beat Real Betis. Yeah, they were already out there, weren't they? they yeah, they, yeah, they were long gone. But they did. You know, it's good to not get a cheeky little win against Real, Real Betis at Celtic Park. Betis go through. Europa League knockout stages look pretty amazing. To be honest, right? Let's get a chance to reapply our chapstick, and we'll get to a break. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. 
Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Oh, dear. Look at these keepers. <laughs> Look at these keepers. <laughs> yes, do. Welcome back to the Football Ramble preview show sponsored by Betway. Me, Luke and Pete in your ears today. And now it's time for some emails. Lovely. Got a message from Eddie on the subject of people named after footballers following the Zidane uh, Iqbal chat yesterday. My mum worked in a school in Sheffield with a child called Blake Lane. Middle name, Bramall, after Sheffield United's famous old grounds. (laughs) That is quality. (laughs) This was all well and good until she found out that he was in fact a Sheffield Wednesday season ticket holder and used to go every week with his stepdad who influenced who he supported. (laughs) The scene is so typically Bramall Lane. (laughs) <laughs> that is oh yeah that is I, I, I like how they snuck that in there though I if you've got the surname Lane yeah. you should probably change who you support yeah <laughs> I, I, I worked with a guy um, who was a big Chelsea fan I didn't like him very much I can't remember his name um, he used to name he had three kids I think and each of them had a Chelsea player as their middle name which is like really kind of niche no well, not niche not niche enough in think a way it's a bit kind of weird Disrespect. He had a daughter whose middle name was Zola. I know that for sure. Nice. For sure. Anyway, what about this from Roberto, who says, um, while discussing Zidanic Ball on Thursday's ramble, <laughs> a note was made about people who must be named after footballers but not be that into the game. This reminded me of an interesting experience I had when I first started listening to the ramble and heard mentions of Gary Lineker. As a young Brazilian, I was a bit confused, although I quickly put together that it must be an English player because I was just getting into European football then. My first thought was of one of my favourite bands, Linica Aos Caramelos, oh, wow. an excellent Afro-punk Brazilian pop music group. With a bit of research, I found that the band's frontwoman, Linica Barros, was in fact named after the player, Gary Linica, um, albeit with an I replacing the first E. From interviews I've found, this Linica does not care for football at all. So maybe that was a, a passionate dad saying, yeah. I'm going to name him after Gary Linica. She's got off likely there, likely there though, because yeah. she could have been called Gary Barros. Yeah, well, my my con Douglas yeah. is named after the actor Michael Douglas, but his parents I don't think knew how to spell Michael, so it came out Mycon. Bloody hell! Uh, and you love the thing about Lionel Messi, Lionel yeah. Blair, uh, Lionel Blair, not Lionel, Blair. <laughs> Lionel Richie. Lionel Blair would be a really weird one. <laughs> Classic. Thank you for that email. Anyway, yeah, thank you guys. Keep them coming in. Show at footballramble.com or tweet us at footballramble. Okay, let's get to more of the. Thorough previews that you're used to on the Football Ramble preview show. Very, very up. Encyclopedic. (laughs) Liverpool host Aston Villa this weekend, Saturday at three o'clock. Steven Gerrard goes home to Anfield. Few key key Liverpool players didn't even travel to Milan in midweek getting ready for this big old shindig. This won't won't be a sideshow, will it? It will not be a sideshow at any point. (laughs) I can see Gerard coming out the tunnel now, clapping every stand, everyone going crazy. Yeah. Um, And uh, And that's definitely going to happen. I don't know, really. I know that, speaking of dogs, Gerard's got a new dog, hasn't he? Little poodle. Has he? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know this. I think he stuck it on Instagram. That may humanise him in my eyes. It was was involved in the conference league last night. 
humanising, very funny. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> does he need humanising for you? Yeah, I think he's a bit of a weird Liverpool robot. It's a cute dog, isn't it? That's oh, a cute dog. Oh, but a little hello. baby poodle. Hello, yeah, little poodle. Worth a look. It would be an odd statement, wouldn't it, for, for arguably Liverpool's greatest ever player to walk out onto the pitch as his first visit back to Anfield as Aston Villa manager with a dog that shits on the pitch. <laughs> that would be a statement too far, I think. Yeah. And I hope it doesn't happen before the game. Or yeah. after, indeed. Is it um, Danny Alves who eats the grass? No, but actually, you just have to be careful that you don't have anyone. Yeah, do be very careful, yeah. Mm. Um, Liverpool, like you say, not even taking players to, to Milan is crazy because they're in such good shape. They're in brilliant nick. They're in, um, a fantastic team. And this will be the biggest test so far of Gerard's tenure, right? Because he's done pretty well. I mean, they, they, and they, they, he seems to have given them the kick up the arse they needed. He's been really fresh. The, the players have responded, et cetera, et cetera. Liverpool have lost one game this season <laughs> to West Ham in the, um, in the Premier League. And that was like a big event, wasn't it? Because everyone's like, oh, I can't believe that's happened. They are so good and they won't have any sympathy for, for Gerrard at all. That said, they did struggle to break down Wolves in their game at the weekend. So they won. It was 1-0, wasn't mm-hmm. it, in that final at Molyneux? They missed some chances. They though, missed some chances. Sure, they did. But they also, and Conor Cody delivered that unbelievable block off the line as well, which you love to see. But they, they won that in the 94th minute. I mean, you could make the argument either way, couldn't you? Yeah. Either that like they didn't perform to their best and they managed to get it done, which is a symptom of title-winning sides, or that maybe there are tiny bit of cracks there that they hadn't managed to deliver lots of goals as they have done in any, uh, all of their other games. Yeah, but you're right. It's a fair point. I just think the challenge for a visiting manager... To Anfield, although actually, to be absolutely fair, Liverpool have had some, you know, for their standards, some mixed results here and there at, at Anfield. And um, they drew at home to Brighton, didn't they? And it might have been two 0 up in that game, and they got pulled back two all from what I remember. Um, so there is a chance, but it's difficult to see how an opposition manager se- sets up his team even mm. during the week. What they work on during the week. Because really, if the writers Blo- on the wall, blocking off yeah, the line, and if I the writers think, yeah. on the wall, and they're going to say, well, you know, we need to just dam- damage limitations as much as possible. That's actually quite problematic for a manager in Gerrard's position. One, because he used to play for Liverpool. Two, because he um, he's building some real momentum. He's been a real breath of fresh air at, at Villa. They've had some good results. They've beaten Palace away. They've been good. You know, they they put Brighton uh, away. They were very unlucky, not unlucky, but they came close to getting something against Man City. So, you know, if if he, if he goes there and they get whopped five nil because the preparation hasn't been right and they lose all momentum. It's tough. So I mean, that's the that's the that's the problem that Liverpool pose teams um, these days. Really, it's a bit like Barcelona in the Women's Champions League last night beating Arsenal. Was it four nil in yeah. the end? It's like momentum you, destroyers. Do you want, do you, it's how badly do you lose in that situation? And I'm yeah. not saying that that's this. You know, you have to control things. I'm not saying that's the situation for this game at the at the weekend. But also, I mean, if they get a win. Gerard could be uh, oh, the new Liverpool manager by the end of the week. <laughs> oh, that wouldn't happen. That wouldn't happen. Uh, won't happen. Uh, also, at three o'clock on Saturday, Chelsea go up against Leeds. Now, Leeds, oh my God, you just want them to, um, you just want them to not have any injuries. I think at this point because you enjoy watching them play and you don't want them to fade into nothing. Patrick Bamford is a doubt after he made his return from injury last weekend and then pulled his hamstring while celebrating <laughs> his last-minute equaliser against Brentford. Good to celebrate. More importantly, Calvin Bloody Phillips is out, Pete. It's it's, it's two months. It's going to be two months. It's just not going getting any better for Leeds, is it? And I know they picked up a result last weekend, didn't they? Uh, it's 1-0. Um, and you just sort of go, well, 
it, it's not going to get better against Chelsea, and it's not going to get better with the with the uh, injuries they've got. They just need to get players back, and 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 I think um, the manager needs to. I've said it before, just be a bit more sensible about his choices. It's he, not going to happen, though, is it? He trusts the system. It's not sensible in any he way. Trusts the system too much. <laughs> in many ways, his personal brand is unsensible. <laughs> like mine, uh, mate. But in a, but in a sensible package, weirdly. <laughs> Looks yeah. like the most normal man ever. He looked, yeah, with his carry bag on down the street. Yeah, yeah but yeah. not normal. Um, <laughs> he looks less sensible without the glasses, I, I have felt in he's, recent he's, weeks. I think he's one of those people that without the glasses, you're so used to seeing him with the glasses. He just looks like an entirely different person. Yeah, it's like when my dad had laser eye surgery, I was about 30. But if right. I had been 10, I think it would have been difficult for me. Yeah. Because he just looks so different. My dad shaved <laughs> his moustache off. That yeah. could be got, very different. When he got a new girlfriend. That, yeah. Oh, did he? Oh, yeah. I and see. He, oh, I didn't know who he was. Yeah. <laughs> very bloody confusing. Yeah. But did you think he was just always in disguise? It's <laughs> <laughs> weird. But you know, speaking of um, of Bamford um, doing the old hammy in the celebration, Mason, that kind of puts pay to your theory about how players just need to warm up. Presumably he was very warm. Very warm. It can still happen though. Oh, great point. It can still happen. So difficult game for them. Obviously tough uh, Chelsea. You know, we're, we're at the stage now with these three teams at the top of the Premier League where, you know, I don't want to overstate it or be too dramatic, but it, you know, it can matter if they, if they drop points. Because, oh, yeah. Because these three are, are absolutely gunning for it. They're head and shoulders in my opinion. But Chelsea coming off the back of obviously losing to West Ham, they've, they've, are they stuttering Pete? Is it going to be Leeds that suddenly... <laughs> I, I don't think this is the game, No, personally. this isn't the game. It's a game too far. But I feel as though still Chelsea, then, you know, they looked as though... I think it was Brassel who was saying they're the ones who look least like they've got a wreck in them that will throw the title. But I don't mm. think... But they've got injury problems are... themselves. Exactly. And, and, uh, but yeah. Lukaku, he's obviously uh, the player that everybody talks about, but he, he looked quite rusty in, 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 in the match uh, in midweek. But uh, th- this is the perfect match for someone like Lukaku, uh, playing a team that have looked mainly in disarray at the back and they keep leaking goals so he might score a hatful he might absolutely I mean you're right to talk about their their, their um, injury issues Chelsea because we talked a lot on the show today about control of games I mean Chelsea found it very difficult to control themselves in, control not control themselves that sounds bad <laughs> control the game in Europe in midweek because the, the amount of midfield players they're missing yeah. Kovacic out Kante out Jorginho probably still out of this game even Loftus-Cheek I think is a doubt as well um, they're big players to be missing um, in that key area so Maybe it's not as as it, as we just said at first glance as cut and dried um, as it perhaps might be. But obviously Chelsea are a better team than Leeds. It just depends what happens on the day, I suppose. Leeds need their director of football, Victor Alter, to control them control himself from the looks of things. Did you see him? He had to be. Did he get a fist fight. Not not quite, but it looks <laughs> as though he wanted to. He, he, <laughs> That's part that, of it. That sort of demonstrative holding someone back thing is is always in my eyes quite lame. He was wearing a very nice jacket, if I remember. He was also oh, perhaps mm. people were being careful not to kind of finger smudge it and all that yeah. sort of stuff when they're holding me back. But the weird thing was, so this <laughs> is at the end of the... You were not having the... a fight in that coat. Take it off. Take it off, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but the, th- the weird thing is, it was after the end, so it's just after the Bamford equaliser in the Brentford game. Yeah. And he's like, I don't know, like shout, like hold me back from yeah. a fan. And the shots on Sky were so... This fan was so far away, you couldn't even see him in the shot. So I don't know what Victor Alter thought he was about to do. Maybe he just spotted someone. But, but it was—it must have been like, I don't know, 50 feet away. That's probably why he was doing it, because he's oh, not right. in any danger. Yeah. From some, Fight some, me. Some pissed up bloke. Fight me in my duffel coat. Yeah. <laughs> we had a very nice coat on Pete. It was a Navy a, blue fitted number with like... um. They were duffel coat buttons, weren't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice, Ooh, nice do you think jacket. he sewed, yeah. sewed on different buttons to spice it up a bit? Oh, he's, Maybe. Love that. A little bit of custom. A custom design. Yeah, yeah. love that. Should have had some like, you know, red thread or something. 
Yeah, really spice it. It up. might have even had that. You couldn't see from the camera shot. Could it close up? It might have had a lovely. Trying to find the fan. A lovely trying to Figure out who the hell he yeah. was fighting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. John Terry also wearing some. Did we like his outfit for his forty-first birthday on Tuesday? Took I, his friends out clay pigeon shooting. I think unless you are some kind of earl or or <laughs> lord of the manor, it is very difficult to look good clay pigeon shooting. For some reason, I'm going to say working class men of which you know, which I consider myself one. Think I'm going clay pigeon shooting. Mm. Tweed has previously been unavailable to me. <laughs> I'm now entering a brave new world. I only just learned about the concept of urban tweed. Pete, you, you're, I you're you're urban very... clay pigeon shooting. <laughs> oh, That's different. Just pigeon shooting. Isn't it? Yeah. You, like, you like your fashion, don't you, Petey? So you'd be very, you'd be all over urban tweed. What is urban tweed? I, I, what, I just like it's just cargo pants with, with tweed. Why has no one ever done that before? I think you've answered your own question yeah, there. Right, We've actually, all just imagined yeah. um, tweed cargo pants and now we know. <laughs> but you're actually wearing tweed now. Uh, no, I'm not. Just kind a, of. It's a light linen Like check. Like check. Piece of rubbish. Um, it must just be, it must just be um, tweed in the city, no? I guess it's just cut. What do your mates do when they go to the, go to the city for a for a, for a Someone else away? enjoying their retirement <laughs> is Neil Warnock. In an interview this week, he said he's calmed down a bit since losing the borough job. Uh, but during his managerial days, he revealed in the same interview that he used to cycle around Richmond Park to unwind. Very sensible. Yeah. One day I got off the bike and I look up. This is him. Uh, I don't do the accent, I'm afraid. And uh, <laughs> this, fantastic, this fantastic stag is looking at me. It had just got out of the brambles. We had a good two or three minute conversation about my tactics. It only grunted a couple of times. Yeah. <laughs> what was he expecting? I think he was expecting like enthusiasm. When you go to Richmond Park certain times of year, you do see stags um, and they will... Um, Have bear- signed photos of Warnock on, the their, on their... In the, off their antlers. On their antlers. Like, like Christmas decorations. <laughs> Where have you got that from? No, they, 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 they bury their heads into brambles and to bracken and stuff to make... And then they, they to make their antlers look bigger because obviously right. it's a sign of virility. Ooh, cool. And so that's probably why it was doing that. But I, I'd like the I've been to Richmond Park so many times. I've never seen Neil Warnock there. Disappointing. <laughs> Disappointing. It's because you're always running after your cat who's chasing the stags, aren't you? No. Fenton. No. <laughs> that's the bloody yeah. problem. So, so could you make like if you went in Richmond Park and attached like loads of I don't know, uh, kitchen roll uh, tubes and stuff to this to the antlers of the stags, they'd be like the sexiest stag in Hall of London. Yeah, I don't think you've got to make them absolutely. I, I, I don't massive. think a human should have the power to make that. Like choice. a television aerials and stuff, yeah. anything that makes it look massive, yeah, well, bigger I mean, than it could ever make with just the brambles. Yeah, I think they would have. They probably on one level would appreciate that, but I don't think it should be humans <laughs> doing that. You shouldn't be intervening. Do like Dave, queer eye for the stag guy. David, David, <laughs> David Attenborough doesn't do like one of his nature documentaries. I'll tell you what, I really fucking make this show pop. <laughs> Stick a tux on that lizard. You know, I don't do that. You can't interfere. I think it's a general rule. Animals in outfits generally doesn't really do on this me. lizard. They've, they've evolved over millions, in some cases, billions of years to have fur coats if they need them. Right. Yeah. You don't need to put a jumper on We've something. just jammed a monocle into a jellyfish. Yeah, yeah. They haven't got any eyes. I know, we, mistake. I know yeah. we need to get to Bakeway Falls to school, but just as a little uh, little nudge for anybody, in case I don't want them to miss it, that Willy Caballero is going to be back in the Premier League. He Big. signed a one-month deal with Southampton, so he might start against Arsenal in their game. He is 40. Hope for us all, Luke Moore. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm 41, so oh, maybe not, not for hope you. for you. No. Um, hope for you, Pete. He's also... Be good to see him. We'll be, be good, good to see him. See him. Yeah. Um, he's a good pro, Willie Caballero, and to be a top-level uh, footballer at 40, even if you are a keeper, is great stuff. Tom Look Brady. Look at those yes. keepers. I know. Oh, Go, Alfredo. Look at those keepers. Look at um, those keepers. It's time for Betway's 4 to score. Entry to Betway's 4 to score is absolutely free just each week. 
pick the first goal scorer in Betway's four selected matches for your chance to win the weekly 50 grand. Make sure those selections are submitted before the first game for obvious reasons. Very important that. And further T's and C's apply. Game number one of our four games is Norwich City versus Manchester United. Saturday tea time. A tea time treat. Will Delia be providing the tea and scones? Hopefully. Who's going to be the first goal scorer? Kate Mason. She does, by the way. You know that, don't you? Not to everyone. Oh, yeah, you're probably yeah, right. My yeah. mum had a bit of Delia <laughs> food when she went down Norwich the other day. Did she? For the Wolves game. Anyway, just a little Sounds point. Sounds like of, a euphemism. Point Carry on. <laughs> point of interest. Um, the guy I'm picking for this one has been was excellent against young boys, getting a goal in the ninth minute. He was also providing an assist in the league in the most recent game for Manchester United, it is Mason Greenwood. Always nice to have a Mason in there. He, he of the sensible soccer overhead kick. Oh, yes. The double indeed, tap of yes, the, uh, yeah, the button. Yeah, nice. good, good choice, Mace. Love that. Couldn't it is actually always... do that in terms of a soccer. So, no, yeah. very difficult Go to pull well. off. Uh, very nice to uh, have uh, a Mason in there. I completely agree. Mm. Game number two is Burnley v West Ham. The aforementioned at Sunday at two o'clock. And our mate Jim had this to say. So I am going to go with Mikel Antonio. Now, he hasn't scored a goal in a while, so that might seem like a daft choice. But I think he's he's good. I think he's due one. So I'm going to go with Mikel Antonio. Very nice. Uh, thank you for that, Jim. Game number three, Leicester v Newcastle, the Pete Donaldson derby, also Sunday at two o'clock. Peter, I cannot believe what? you appear from my notes to have actually positively and optimistically chosen a Newcastle player. I think I think they're on the ropes, Leicester. First time ever this. <laughs> Not the first time they've been on the rub. No. Uh, I think Fabian Shah might... Uh, Very nice pop Fabian up. Fabian might, Shah uh, might pop up with a, with a, with a one. Very nice. Mm. Uh, game number four, as a some kind of big vehicle reverses outside the studio. I'm sorry if you can hear that. I certainly can. Uh, game number four is Crystal Palace v Everton, Sunday 4.30. That's mine. I'm going last. Um, Everton had a great result against Arsenal. Um, is it going to be them up and running after that? I think it might be. So I'm going to go for Richarlison. So, Good choice. Thank you. In summary, Mason Greenwood, always nice to have a Mason in there. Mikel Antonio, courtesy of Jim. Pete's gone for Fabian Cher. I've gone for Richarlison. If you want to play along, you can do so, but you must be over the age of 18 and make sure those selections are submitted before the first game. Uh, play for free at betwood.com forward slash four to score, but do gamble responsibly. For more information on that, head to begambleaware.org. Lovely. Right. Luke. <laughs> Kate Mason. It's yeah. time for this! It's the algorithm. What do you want me to do? This is why I'm fucked. Plot twist alert. <laughs> Pete Dawson's in the chair. It's Moore I'm versus Mason. Chair. It's only going to make the game better. This is going to throw all the stats into disrepute amongst other things. I don't think it will. Cranium in the cooler. Tinder in the tum-tum. Let's yeah. get down to it. Uh, we all know the rules of the game. Luke Moore was the quiz master. Yeah. This is very much like... It's like seeing Magnus Magnusson. Yeah. in the chair Hunter become hunted, Hunter become yeah. hunted. I've never felt more exposed yeah how does it work with uh, choosing who on, goes mate. first on um, the it's done on, on the seeding and I think seeding, I, right, I've okay. never actually won one so I'll be low seeding I think so okay. What, okay. I'll go first I've only played once though this season I think no but in the past you've won games yeah, yeah. so either way yeah. it's Luke Moore going to kick us off okay if Are I lose to Mason, this is going to be a reputational disaster. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Just nodding. No, 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 even fucking complaints about that. Right, okay. Are you ready for your first uh, player? I am. He's played for four clubs. Okay. He's Jack Wilshire. Oh. St- starting off relatively easy. Relatively easy. Yeah. Jesus, I can't remember the fourth one. Oh, lordy. I'm going to have to push you. Yeah. For a number. Um, he needs to do four. 
shit in your hat. Don't tell him. He needs to. Why does he need to? Because you know. So there you're leading. I'll, I'll, I can do. I can do three. Okay. Can you Mace, do any better, Miss? Mace has got all four. I reckon. Disastrous start by me. That's yeah. four. Should have gone for four. I don't know the fourth. I can't remember don't get it. Start. I don't think I do. You know what you do. So it goes to uh, look with three then. Okay. Yeah. Just mind games. Okay. Mind games. <laughs> um, so one at a time. Yes, please. Here we go. Um, he's played for West Ham. That is correct. Why have I he's played to happen? he's played for Bournemouth. That is correct. And he's of course played for Arsenal. And I presumably went on loan somewhere. But Palace. I don't know he certainly did. Kate is incredible. It's Bolton Wanderers. Oh, of you course. Get through to the season that on one. that. Yeah. One so, nil to me. Okay. In a way, that's a relief because I didn't have it. Uh, right. Your next uh, player is. He's been training with Palace, hasn't he? Sorry. Don't get back with yeah. Good. Uh, your your next <laughs> player is. Uh, He's, be, he's played for uh, five football clubs in the professional game, Colatore. And if you get all five, I'll give you the money myself. Oh, you're not giving me any money, and you <laughs> never do. Never do. Um, I'm going to start with two. What a, what a pedigree of this player. You go for two, Kate Stat. Right, Luke, can I hear three or more from you? Uh, I'm just trying to think. I'm just trying to think. I can obviously do two. Um. Oh shit! That's really annoying. He's really um. He spent a lot of time, Luke, today trying to psych me out. Yeah. So I'm interested to see that he seems to have psyched himself out. Yeah. He's putting out cigarettes on his arm, going, "I'm not even feeling this." Yeah. I'm such a powerhouse. Um, I'm gonna have to rush you, Luke. Three. <gasps> three. No. Kit. Can we get a four from you? No, I think he's going to fuck it up. <laughs> okay, let's right, hear three. Absolutely spot on. There. Let's hear from uh, Luke Miller. Three clubs that Colatore has played for. He's played for Manchester City. Mm-hmm. Correct. He's played for Arsenal. Correct. And? Yeah, this is where it comes problematic. Uh, this is a total guess. A total guess. I will say that he's also played for um, Lons in France. Oh. <sighs> Oh, oh shit. Yeah. He started uh, with the deliciously titled uh, Airsec Mimosas. That's nice. <laughs> uh, Mimosas like the drink. Yeah. yeah then nice. he went to Arsenal. Then he went to Manchester City. Then he went to Liverpool. Of course he was at Liverpool. Shit. Jesus. And then Celtic. Oh, no. I should have got both of those. Nine games for That's Celtic. fucking pathetic. No, so, don't, don't be like that. <laughs> so one all going into uh, the next round. Anything less than the whitewash of Mason's a disgrace. <laughs> oh, I, I, I am trying to boost you up and you're yeah. trying to break me down. That just is an insight into our characters, isn't it's it? It's a mind game. Indeed, that. right. Uh, let's the go to the next player, shall we? Uh, Jamie O'Hara. I'm first. Oh, How many clubs? How many clubs? For, he's played for nine clubs. Fuck. Let's have it, Luke. Let's have it, Lukey. Excuse my French. Nine clubs. Jamie O'Hara. List them all. Okay. Um, I'm going to start off with three. All right, then. Can you do better, miss? I reckon you can. Loath as I am to, like, list Jamie O'Hara's clubs. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I'll put in a four. Four? Can I get any... Any better on four? Lucky Moore. This pendulum. pendulum. This, this could be every time in this thing. game. This pendulum swings. This could hook. I start in your off own all right. mind. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's really interesting to see what a, pressure, what a pressured Luke Moore looks like. Yeah, I think we should do this more often. <laughs> um, He's sweating. Do you know what? I'll let Mace do the four. I'll let her. Yeah. All right. Go on, Mace. Let's have four. Tottenham. Correct. Millwall. Oh, good one. Correct. QPR. Very good. 
Ah, not yes. Not very good. Fuck. Not, not very good. I, had, I don't know why you're celebrating. Charlie. You said very good. Not yeah. very good. Cycling around. I, I, had, I had Portsmouth, Spurs and Wolves. Portsmouth, yes. Uh, Spurs uh, and Wolves. Great, yeah. Uh, so uh, his all, uh, all of his clubs were Spurs, Chesterfield on lawn, Millwall on lawn, Portsmouth on lawn, Wolverhampton Wanderers on lawn, <laughs> uh, Blackpool, uh, Fulham, Gillingham and Billericke. Billericke is not pro though. Well, Billerickey. we had this look. We we had a, a debate backstage. Are oh, they not pro? Because he was being paid, I suppose. Yeah, he wasn't paid. So, yeah, okay, so I mean, yeah. Fair enough. I'm All right. really gutted about 2-1 that. 2-1 to more. Jesus, it's so bad. 2-1 for Dumumu. Right, into the, <laughs> into the final round of the show, uh, of the game. No, it's huh? not the final Sorry, round. not final round. Next round, sorry. Yeah. You just said, have you just zipped me, me off? What the hell is this? <laughs> sorry. Patrick Berger, seven clubs. Let's have them. Who's this? Patrick Berger. No, You're who? first. No, I'm not. Patrick yeah, you Berger, your first kit. Hmm. <laughs> Two, sorry. That's that's all right. I, I, look, I would do one. I think in your position, I can do three. <laughs> three. Have a crack, Miss. Come on. I don't want seven to. of them. So it's too many. I'm sorry. Right, okay. Seven is too many. Luke Ma, let's okay. have three. So he's played for Liverpool. He's played for my team, Portsmouth. And yeah, and I think he played for Aston Villa. Yeah. He most certainly did. Can, Kate, I, can you... I have the jingle, please? Yeah. What the hell? Pete Donaldson wins. Oh, is that as close as we get? Because I haven't got one. Didn't have one because it was for Luke's game, see? True. And now I'm the quiz master. Wait, so do you get the win off that then? Uh, yeah, I guess I technically I do. Yeah, no, 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 no. I'm pleased to get a win under my belt. Nice one. <laughs> nice one for putting in the, Thanks, in the shift, yeah. Luke. Patrick Berger played for Slavia Prague, Borussia Dortmund, Liverpool, Portsmouth, Aston Villa, Stoke City and Sparta Prague. Not too shoddy. Uh, would you like one final one just to see how we'd go? Sure. I'm, ah, I'm actually it. kind of crushed. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, that's all right. You're right? uncrushable, mate. I think you did very well, to be quite frank. Yeah. And, I, and, I, and I listened, because yeah. I'm not always on a Friday, I listened to this game quite a lot and yeah. I think you did very well. Uh, Kurt Zuma. Oh, it would have been me first, right? Five, five clubs. Um, I can do... I, I would have done... Probably would have gone three. Okay. I would have gone right. three as well, shit. All right. Say them at the same time. So, <laughs> Chelsea, Chelsea, West, West Ham, Ham, Stoke. Stoke. Correct. So you weren't going to say Stoke. No, I wasn't. <laughs> I was going to say... I wasn't. You're right. Yeah, fair enough. What are the other two? Uh, Everton, St. Etienne, and that's it. Okay, cool. There we go. Oh, oh, fuck Everton. 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 Yeah. 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 This game is shit, Luke. Why did you invent such a shit game? I, know, I, <laughs> I think we were up against the eight ball for oh, ideas. Thank oh, you very much for playing oh, the game. No, um, thank you very much for a lovely game of Luke. Um, let <laughs> us get out of here. Yeah, let us get out of here. Oh, dearie me. How'd you find being Quizmaster, Pete? Did you enjoy it? He's I didn't so, mind it. I quite really enjoyed it. I, really I, I was saying the player names before that he's had this many clubs and I, and I could see you sort of ranking a little That's bit. That's your own style. I don't, mind that. Yeah. I don't mind that. He's got to add his little <clears throat> yeah, he's spice got to, to it. Exactly. A little bit of spice. Can't just do a Luke Moore impression. Thanks for listening to the Football Ramble, everybody. Say goodbye, Pete. Farewell, everyone. Say goodbye, champion Luke. Bye. <laughs> and congratulations again. Thank you very much. I'm very happy. Thanks for listening to the Football Ramble preview show sponsored by Betway. The Football Ramble is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Mom. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.